Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Niddle. There you go. Can I talk now? Yeah, welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. It's me, Bark, to my left is Arms. Good morning. And uh, to my right is Nick, who's all about it this tonight. He's all about it. Like, I, I can talk now. Yeah. Since you, won't, you never let me talk during the intro. I mean, I mean it's I, the intro, but. Have I ever just blatantly told you to stop? Not on the air. No, normally you stop, then be like, Chad, stop. <laughs> and then we don't get to hear that on the, the actual show. Yeah. That's, is that, that's my bad. That is my bad, Barker. No, it's uh, I feel like I've it's been, all good. You can talk now. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it's been a while since I've been here. Kind of miss you guys. You don't have to lie to us. I don't even know what y'all y'all done over the last week. Nada. Recap some games and stuff. <laughs> no, we didn't even. <laughs> we missed an episode. We apologize. We missed our Monday episode, uh, which you know, in all honesty. Is our worst episode. Well, the re- the recap show is not nearly as exciting as the the pregame show. Well, we we do it at five o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning, and it was after Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, yeah. I was still like, well, the games are broke up. About half of them's on Thursday, and then you got another half ish on Sunday, and then I, you still got a Monday night game. Life's busy. I can't remember the three games that happen on Thursday by Monday. No, not after the kind of weekend adults have. Exactly. Adulting with sick kids and kids in general, wives that, you know, always want you to come to bed early because, you know. They want you to get quality sleep? I guess. Obviously. So I have a question for you guys. And I'm just, for years it's been a debate for for a lot of people. Is Aaron Rodgers worth like 1-1? Is Patrick Mahomes going to be worth one one next year? No. Oh man, I, I I will never be an advocate of a quarterback at one one. First I round can't, can't. One, pick one overall. Yeah, one overall, no way. But put, pick five is where I start going. It's it's probably Mahomes' time. He's, he's five 50, points better. He's fifty points ahead of Drew Brees. Yeah, four or five points better than than Drew Brees, who's having a phenomenal year. That With two, 29 and two. Drew Brees, 29 TDs, two interceptions on the year. I mean, still can't do it. And Mahomes is pacing right at, I think, 54 touchdowns. Yeah. Looking at This is record. basically his rookie year. Looking so at So he's, he's off the Peyton mark right now. Then, by right? one. By one. I think Peyton had, what, 55? Yeah. yeah. Nothing gets worse for him in 2019 either, man. I mean, you're going to have Tyreek, Kelsey. It, that it's intact, man. Kareem Hunt behind you, I beside mean, you, whatever you. They could draft a, in theory, a better wide receiver to compliment him. They don't have any glaring needs unless someone walks in the offseason. Defense, yeah. Defense is their glaring need more than anything. It's not that they're terrible. It's just high-powered offenses expose them. Yeah. Well, we, well, let me ask this. Well, their high-powered offense exposes their their defense, yeah, and they true. score so fast. It's modern NFL. Sorry, Bark. No, you're good. Well, let me ask this, though. I mean, you say nothing gets worse for Patty Mahomes next year. What about the fact that uh, 
literally no quarterback in history has repeated the kind of season Patty Mahomes has had this year. Has any quarterback in history done it in their first year in the NFL, though? Their first full year as what, a starting quarterback. Okay, what do you put the over-under on? Uh, just give me a percentage. How about a percentage? Give me a percentage. Percentage chance that Patrick Mahomes does this or better in 2019. I don't. Let me start by. I don't think that's fair. It is but, fair. But does something comparable? I mean, let's say he ends up tra- 48 touchdowns. Tra- 48 touchdowns. He's he's projecting at 54. I would take him 105 all day, somewhere around the fifth at 48, overall that's pick, man. Very that, close to being the. I'm not saying I'm taking a quarterback there either. Because I'm I'm a, all about the weight guy. I'll wait. I'll take the 16th quarterback off the board in the 16th. The weight guy, like Jared Lorenzen. Yeah. <laughs> all about that weighty fella. But I mean, bark I, at quarterback. You basically? know that he's. You know Patrick Mahomes is coming off as one one in a lot of leagues next year. Well, uh, dynasty leagues, maybe. I mean, but I, I still would go with uh, you know Gurley, Kamara, something like that, and and then. Let Wait me, on Mahomes for about four. Pick five. Pick well, five is where I got him. Let me, let me ask you this. Ten okay. points better than number ten. I mean, he's giving you ten points better per game than Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. So, in, in the grand scheme of things, let's just realize Drew Brees is getting older, right? And he's the closest. And then you got Andrew Luck. And then Matt Ryan, he's up and down. Ben Roethlisberger, usually around that, you know, five to eight mark. And Jared Goff's doing well, but he's not approaching that Patrick Mahomes level. I'm, I mean, there, there's a case to be made, I guess, is my point. Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with a case to be made. But, I mean, I personally can't do it, but, you know, I... To go back to your question, though, man, I, I would say it's about... Set, I'd give him a better than 50% shot of doing somewhere around 45 touchdowns next year. I mean, dude, it's there. It's in the writing. He, it ain't getting worse. How are you going to go from 54 touchdown projection to below 45? I mean, that's almost a touchdown per game less than what he's done this year. I feel like the, the difference maker is going to basically be Travis Kelsey's health because he's you know kind of the closest to the end of the line out of all of their skill players. I got you. He's, what is he, like 30? Approaching it, but he's kind of young in football year. You yeah. know, play in his NFL playing career, he's not. He was kind of an older, older when he came on and all that. So, dude, that that's going to be a high powered offense for years to come. It's just if you take Patty Mahomes at one one, who who's your running back? Who's your main guy? You're not picking again till two twelve or two sixteen. But at sixteen teamer. But at five, who's your running back? I mean, do you want? Melvin Gordon? Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. But you want Melvin – I'm just – I'm playing devil's advocate here, but do you want Melvin Gordon who is definitely not going to make – he's not going to be that much better than, let's say, the the 10th Kareem, running back. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Versus Patrick Mahomes who is most definitely, without a doubt, going to be that much better than probably the second quarterback. I think Pat, Patty Mahomes kind of changes the draft scenario next year. A bit. For I, me, if I'm in position to get him in the first, I'd take him. Quick turnaround. If I'm at like one, if I'm at pick six or later, I start thinking pick about six, Mahomes. Nathan Peterman? No. Oh, sorry. If I'm at, if I'm at pick six, I, I start considering taking Mahomes and then, you know, Hedging my lucky bets the rest of the way through the draft. So you're coming around. You're saying he's a first round pick. He's a first he, he's round a pick. He's a first round pick. All There's right, no doubt right. about that. No debate in my mind. I mean Patty is a first round so pick. So consensus. He's he's above Aaron Rodgers. Yes. 
Aaron Rodgers is still a great quarterback. I mean, he doesn't throw picks. He's still a great quarterback, but uh, the fantasy shine is uh, dulled. Does does this? I mean, does bit. Patrick Mahomes? Because really, if you look at what happens, you get what traditionally you get Aaron Rodgers, and then two or three rounds later, that's when the Tom Brady's and Drew Brees of the world start coming off the board. Does that push Aaron Rodgers to like round three now? Who who goes before Rodgers? Are you saying Tom no, Brady? Aaron Rodgers is typically that that guy who somebody reaches in the first round and grabs him. Not any, yeah, probably not anymore. So now Patrick Mahomes is the guy that everyone's going to reach in the first round and grab. Yeah. So typically it's the number two quarterback falls down the line a little bit because the guy who was going to reach already reached. So, you know, that's when Tom Brady and uh, Drew Brees, they end up in the third, fourth round. Does um, I guess what I'm saying is, does Aaron Rodgers end up in the third round now that Patrick Mahomes has kind of unseated him as the number one overall quarterback? Possibly. Possibly. Wow. Aaron Rodgers with the third rounder. It's, it's definitely possible. It'd be a steal if you got your two running backs and getting nab at Aaron Rodgers that late. You you got a good looking team. But going back to Patty Mahomes, I mean, yeah, but Rodgers, dude, eight of eleven games he's throwing three touchdowns or more. I mean, you those are weak winter weeks there right off the gate. Right out the gate, I mean, it doesn't. He'll make up for some running back play, some subpar running back play, and keep you competitive. So, dude, I ain't. I'm, I've never been on the quarterback early bandwagon either, but. Dude's dude's lighting it up. the The difference there is unbelievable. Going that chance to have Patty Mahomes. Like if you've never been a Patty Mahomes owner, and you get that <laughs> chance to be sorry about that, and you get that chance to be a Patty Mahomes owner, like can you pass that up? I mean, that's that's a real question. Can you pass up the Will the opportunity power. to be fantasy draft willpower? A Patty Ice follower. I've got another one. So AB has pretty much been the consensus one one for especially in PPR for about three years. Consensus, all right. A- Antonio Brown, the consensus number one overall wide receiver. Yeah, that's I, I was making sure you're saying wide receiver. Not, so not one no, one. No, 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 the no, first not, not wa- one one like not, first not, wide receiver. Off the not board, Todd yeah. Gurley's position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, you know, no, no, I don't think maybe Saquon might unseat him, but um, not that spot, but. Is he being overtaken by like a Tyreek Hill right now? Oh, dude, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill, I'd bet Michael Thomas. I mean, out of those three, I think it's all on Tyreek Hill. Even though, dude, I, I like Michael Thomas. I know you're. I know you think Michael Thomas best receiver in the league probably is combination, I mean, the size, speed, skill. Yeah, and then you throw in Devontae Adams there, and. It looks it looks like Antonio Brown might be the fifth receiver right where he's trending this year to finish is where he should take off in 2019. Especially with, who knows what's going to happen with Big Ben next year, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's looking on his way out. If Big Ben's out of there, I and think Juju's just getting better. Yeah, Juju's getting he's becoming a focal point. He's almost overtaken uh Antonio Brown in points this year. I mean, there's a real chance with a couple hot weeks Juju outscores Antonio Brown on the season. They're 6th and ninth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and in dynasty leagues, it's an easy, easy decision if you ask me. Oh yeah, I, I mean redraft, it's it's a it's debatable, but in dynasty, it is it's clear. Yeah, Juju over AB in dynasty all day. Point of game, point of game is all you're getting up, giving up by waiting on Juju. I guess is the, uh, the yeah. way you'd say it. And you're getting what five more years at least? At least. Oh, yeah. we need a sound clip. I'm waiting on Juju. Waiting on. Ah! I'm waiting, waiting on, on Juju. Juju. Wow. 
I don't think you're going to wait and too it long. Makes you feel good. <laughs> he he may not. It, it'll be early in the next round that he comes off. Maybe a few picks later. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Tyreek is your number one. Is Tyreek the number one? Is that kind of what you're proposing? No. I, Who's your number one wide receiver? Well, here's here's my here's the the, the argument for Tyreek Hill. Thielen. I mean, Thielen's got the consistency, but there's literally one point one point difference. Thielen's giving you you know that twenty pretty much every game. Tyreek's getting you forty two some weeks, thirty nine, forty three. Thielen's gonna get you 29, 25, 22. But man, I mean, Tyreek's that, as we were kind of uh, joking about Odell Beckham, he's putting together in totality the seasons he normally does. Totality. He's gonna have it's, have 1,300 ish yards, you know, similar touchdowns to what he always puts up. He's just doing it fairly consistently instead of giving you a three touchdown week. Dude, I, I'll take the three touchdown weeks because his lows aren't that low talking about Tyreek. The scary thing with Ty, the Tyreek versus Adam Thielen discussion is there's almost a 30, po- a 30 reception swing in between them. Thielen's already at 93. Tyreek's just at 65. Tyreek making it up on the, the uh, touchdowns and then getting some, uh, some yardage on in the ground. In non-PPR, t- Tyreek's the man. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't yeah. think uh, – and, and don't forget about Devontae Adams in this conversation. Uh, I mean, Devontae Adams has... He's the guy that splits both of them, both in receptions and touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he is right there, and this is this, it's just one of those situations where year to year, Devontae Adams is capable of being the number one overall fantasy scorer at the position. Uh, Michael Thomas, Adams, Tyreek Thielen, all very capable. And then uh, I, I want to say... You got a little bit of a drop off, but if you still have the faith in DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham, they're there as well, but they're a little farther down the list. It's kind of crazy that DeAndre Hopkins is seventh overall in our league format of scoring because I literally landed AJ Green and Adam Thielen for DeAndre Hopkins in the offseason and then flipped AJ Green for Stephon Diggs. Absolutely crazy. I thought this it was a bad is, trade at the time. I thought you were kind of giving away that elite production, but you end up with the elite production on the year in Adam Thielen plus a wide receiver one in Stephon Diggs. Well, I mean, it goes back to the thing we were talking about with Patty. Um, DeAndre Hopkins last year, when I traded him, I thought, can he can he do that again? Can he be that elite again? And I decided no which is the only thing holding me back from Patty Mahomes as a top five overall draft pick in next year's startups. Can he do the exact same thing? I like the closeness, but I I liken it more to a 35 to 38 touchdowns, which is great, but I don't know if you take him 1-1 if he's in the 30s. Here's the crazy thing. So you guys know how I feel about Michael Thomas. All right? He's going to finish this season with over 100 receptions. He's already at 86. Probably over 1,400 yards. He's already 1,080. And probably 12 touchdowns. He's already at eight. And no, that's not even in the conversation right now. Like, I, th- I think he's right there with him. But Tyreek's just putting together a special year. Thielen's, I mean, just a, a PPR monster. Yeah, if Tyreek goes cold getting into the end zone, he's going to get overtaken by Devontae, Michael Thomas, maybe a Julio and Antonio Brown. I mean, they're not that far off of his pace, but Ty, I, I just don't see Tyreek slowing down. I mean, fastest guy in the NFL, he ain't going to slow down, both fantasy production and on the field. You uh, you were talking about Michael Thomas? Yeah. What, what, uh, what do you love about Michael Thomas? 
Literally everything. I mean, tell us, just give us some uh, general. All right. For the, for what, the, what's like his size? Yeah, I, I believe he's six foot three, about 210 pounds from The Ohio State University. No, but the thing about Michael Thomas is the, the players that you kind of have above him, Odell, a lot of people would have Odell Beckham that have Tyreek Hill. He's got size on him. All right, he's got speed on the people who are bigger than him, like the Julio Joneses of the world, the Mike Evans of the world. And he gets a ton of volume. I mean, he's already got 86 receptions so far this year. I mean, that 100 reception mark is something you really are targeting, trying to get those 100 receptions out of any receiver. And he's done it basically three years in a row now. I mean, so far he's getting better, and he's in the argument to be the number one as well. I mean, and just the the young stud receivers in the NFL right now are just uh, they're just taking it to the next level. Dude, I'll t- I'll I tell mean, you we're, we're leaving we're going to leave a fourteen hundred yard, probably twelve touchdown guy, and say no, he's not the number one. He's probably fifth. <laughs> he's like Third. the fourth or fifth receiver. I'll tell you something that stands out to me in a big way. Even though we are talking about these four receivers, and it's debatable over who you know is top of the crop from year to year, Adam Thielen has not had a single-digit game this year. His lowest scoring output in our league format is 12.7. Devontae Adams, his lowest output is 16. Devontae Adams, the lowest score you have got out of him this season is 16 points. Thomas did phenomenal. I I, I 100% agree. And Thomas got you below 10 twice. Uh, Tyreek, I think his low was what twelve, excuse me, seven six, and then got you right at ten. But the the upside, those monstrous weeks that those guys have available to them, like you don't necessarily see that out of Devonte Adams or or even an Adam Thielen, but it's always consistently good. Just for the sake of knowing, Julio and Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, no single no single digit games out of those guys either. That's what you get. I mean, that's what you're getting out of the top eight. Consistency. Consistency, man. That's what you pay for. That's what you play for. Consistency, baby. Wow. Sorry. I I know we weren't planning on going into that. I just... No, I'm okay with it. It's a good conversation. I mean, we're we're at week 13, and the fantasy playoffs are around the corner. The NFL playoffs are around the corner. Pretty soon, guys, it's going to be off-season talk. I mean, why not start it just a tad early? And go ahead and project uh, what Patrick Mahomes is going to be in startups next year. Like, obviously, we're going to talk some Week 13. But uh, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited at the playoffs. I mean, think about it. Not not to, you know, rip the fan base off. But uh, it's just a, we're a matter of weeks away from only talking about four or five games. Yeah. Uh, we, we can squeeze that into an hour show. Kind of, kind of excited. I hate to see the NFL season wind down. But uh, I'm sure we can fill the gaps with the back row NASCAR show after mm, football. That'd over. be a big negative. Joey Logano, baby, he won the title. Who uh, I don't know who that is. He's a NASCAR driver. I don't watch NASCAR. I'm sure he is. Sometimes when you open your web browser and it just shows you today's current news, and if you happen to open it on the day of the last NASCAR race, you're like, ah, oh, somebody won the title. Huh. Look at that. They still race. Interesting. <laughs> I, I blame God. Guys I'm turning sorry. left. Oh, cool. Cool, man. Cool. They got 800 best horsepower. Driver. Well, this guy, he turns left a little better than that guy. Oh, my okay. God. That's a, that's beautiful. Did your phone spy on you? Take Joe Logano one title or something? No. no. I was just talking. I was talking to uh, another podcast 
And they actually said the words, we lean left. Like, we were just talking about NASCAR. Turning left, turning left, turning left. Mm. And there you go. Um, I'm glad we got your uh, full undivided attention tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Brings up NASCAR, just leaves us hanging. Like, I don't have any NASCAR. Yeah, no, but... okay. So that was good. Roll, roll that uh, hits of the week there, Barker. All right, Nick. But before I do that, uh, unbeknownst to you guys, I want to give a little shout out. We uh, we do a lot of networking, a lot of interacting with other podcasts, and I would like to invite our listeners to check out a podcast called Axe of Pod. Axe, my Southern Ohio accent almost makes it sound like I'm an axe murderer, but Axe of Axe of Pod, A C T S Axe of Pod, where uh, our girl Jenna. And two of her lifelong best friends, kind of weird, we're friends. I don't know if we'd call us lifelong or not, but it's a show of three friends. Whenever I found out how much Nettle drank, we it was instant connection. Hit it off. But these three friends, they take news stories and place it into a larger historical context. So with news like elections and EPA scandals, they take those and kind of uh, discuss them as far as where they stand in the grand scheme of historical context. So if you're into that kind of thing, which I am, I'm going to check it out. Acts of Pod, go check them out and uh, give them some listeners and let us know what you think about them. Also, that way we can uh, continue get, to network and, and spread the word about some of our other friends doing some podcasts. And give them a rate and review. I mean, that's how uh, that's how all of us podcasters are found. You know, a five-star rating, a nice little review, a little blurb about what you like. And heck, I don't know if the other podcasts do it, but I know we do. We look at the commentary. Yeah. If you say, hey, you know, a little bit less of this, we'll take that in consideration. Sometimes we do nothing with it. Other times we're like, you know what, you're right. You are right. We need to cut that out. And you guys would enjoy this show because not only are they from Texas, but they lean a little bit to the left. And I know how much you guys love your Dems. <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> silence. Just, just silence Wait, and stares. I, if they're a little left, I'm okay with it. I'm, I, with, I'm, I, I'm right dead in the middle. Axe of Pod, I'm with you because I'm I'm very far. I'm further to the left than a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, turn left, turn left, Joey. <laughs> I have no desire to talk about politics. I'm not going to. We're getting on to our. Uh... It's the not-so-obvious plays of the week, brother. Ooh, yeah. There we go. Wait, that's the moment you've been waiting for, Ned. It's our not-so-obvious plays of the week. I missed it, man. I missed it. Do I get to kick it off? Kick it off, brother. Kick it off like like all these great kickers in 2018 in the NFL. Right. right into the... Right. Wait a minute. Was it last week that a kicker hit the upright like three times in one game? No, I, I don't know, but that's awesome. By the way, pretty sure it happened. Stupid rule: the college fair catch anywhere inside the twenty-five goes to twenty-five. Give me a break. Eh. That is a, such a terrible rule. All right. Wait. Also, one last thing before we get in these plays of the week. I'm <sighs> sorry, Nit, but have you guys seen the <sighs> inner Twitter battle about removing kickers? Yes. From Yahoo and ESPN leagues. And just because you faced Sebastian Janikowski last week and got beat because he put 14 points up doesn't mean you should eliminate the kicker. They're actual professional football players, too. Okay? And they're ones that are better than others. Yes, that is part of the strategy. And you can draft one late, I might add, that is better. Like, I have had Will Lutz 
for the last four years. Why? Because Lil Will Lutz is a great kicker. Lil Woods. <laughs> He's a, Lil Woods. Also, check out the newest uh, uh, mumble rapper, Lil Woods. <laughs> <laughs> but I did the old late drop. Like, uh, go get a good kicker. If you're don't get pe- don't get pissed about it. Go get a good kicker. Yeah, I mean, I mean this. It's, they're almost free. It's not. Yeah, it's not a hard <laughs> equation. Instead of reaching for Christian Kirk in the seventeenth round of your. Re- draft pick freaking will lutz pick any kicker on a high-powered offense who's going to put up points every week it's not a hard thing to do if you're complaining about that stop playing fantasy football you know who who brought it up who matthew barry oh and then i think brad evans oh yeah brad is also again to me that's just you know what all right eliminate it play idp Brad's goal is to remove kickers from Yahoo leagues. Play IDP. But our our buddy Nate uh, over at Fantasy Tilt, I believe, is okay with the kicker. So I we we may have to have a uh, special episode, a uh, kicker episode, uh, with Brad if I can wrangle him. Brad and Nate, and uh, we're not going to get Matthew Barry because. You know, he's just not going to do like, it. I just, Brad, Brad would do it. Nate would do it. I just want to know what the thought process is. This has got to be. If you're so, listening, let th- us know if you. This do has got to be somebody who just took like three losses on Monday night to the kicker. <laughs> like that's what it's got to be. It's like I cannot believe I got beat by a kicker. You know, and they've got Aldrick Roses or someone like that who the team scored three total points, but he missed two. You know, two field goals, so he had negative one or something stupid. More like than that. likely because Matthew Barry missed the playoffs. I mean, the great Matthew because Barry probably missed the playoffs because of Janikowski. <laughs> <laughs> don't just don't put yourself in that position. I mean, Seabass kicks for days. I mean, yeah, uh, whatever. All right, all right. I I could see their <laughs> I could see their argument. All right, I'm gonna get to these hits of the week, man. I'm just I, I'm ready to jump into it. It's Chomping been a, at the bit. Been a little while. Uh, pre-show, I, I, I let y'all in on a little tidbit about Dak Prescott. He's now a valid on the fringe of QB1 territory over the last few weeks. For now. I'm just, I, I'm not saying he is, but he is, he's going to be this week. They're playing the Saints. Saints give up, they score a lot of points, they give up a lot of points. Dak's on a nice little roll where he's getting in the end zone with his legs. Ever since Amari Cooper's come on the team, he's up into that 20-plus completion category uh, week in, week out, so he's giving you consistency in the passing game. He's been hot getting the ball. Uh, two of Mari Cooper who's just blown up, who blew up last week against a good Redskins defense. I think it's going to be more of the same this week. Dak has a good game, both through Zeke and through uh, through Amari Cooper, and I expect him to get do a little damage on the ground with his legs again. Play Dak Prescott if you don't have a better option, or if you're just playing some DFS, man. If you don't have a better option, you drafted wrong. Correct. Now, if you have Dak. The I, I, I would admit the biggest downfall to Dak was whenever he tried to become a pocket passing quarterback. With no wide receivers. If, if he <laughs> if he didn't have the mobility, like you we saw it in what, the first seven, eight games, he wasn't running. And now that he's getting out of the pocket, he's you know, adding a little bit with his legs. Well, he is he, running more for more yardage then, but he was scrambling for his life in those games so, because no one was ever open. So yeah. that's the difference there. I mean, he's not putting up a ton of yardage lately. It's just when he does, it's it's in the red zone scoring touchdowns. I mean, it, he's he's distributing the football, particularly to Amari Cooper, and Amari Cooper's making the other receivers a little bit better. Just what we expected from a big uh, big in season trade. 
Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of people complained about it. Like, oh, they got ripped off, and now looks like they didn't get ripped off. Dallas Cowboys look like a playoff team right now. I do believe they'll win the East. I mean, Dak has had a rushing touchdown in five consecutive weeks. Yeah. Three consecutive weeks, five of the last six. Well, one of them was the Titans. Okay, I didn't see that. Sorry, I, I was looking at the buy. But he's hot. I mean, he's, he he's scrambling with purpose now. He when he takes off, it's with purpose rather than forced out of the pocket because no one's open. Again, it's running with purpose. But he has the ability to to throw the ball. The last five games, he has his most completions, and that's basically since. That is since the Amari Cooper yep. signing. That's the difference for Dak. It's three to five uh, completions per game, plus running with a purpose. I like Dak for the rest of the season, man. Man, that makes me sick to hear. Um, I'm, I'm because it's, I'm, because I'm, I'm it's true. Lose my bet. Your whole five dollars. Uh, I mean, it's not about the money. No, look look at pride. it. No, I, I Saints get it. Is, he's going to put points against the Saints. He's I get it. Put points D- against Derek Carr's Andy Colts. Dalton. I understand the Buccaneers. I mean, he, he's he's going to knock it out of the park, man. Um, my start of the week. It, this is based more on the defense that they're playing. It's because uh, the Bengals have one of the worst pass defenses in the entire league. But I'm going to go with Case Keenum. Um, last few weeks, he's you know put at least one touchdown up. Um, now, if you're struggling to find a quarterback, so, you know, say Andy Dalton goes down, I think Case Keenum's a good fill-in for you. Uh, going to be basically nothing in DFS. Pretty easy analysis there. I mean, the Bengals are trending to be one of the worst defenses. Out. Everyone's kind of checked out on that team. Case Keenum is on a little hot streak, and he has players around him. Cortland Sutton coming along. Man, yep. Sanders been good all year. They got the rotation of running backs that's very successful. And, Not, b- and both running backs can do it out of the backfield catching the ball as well. Yeah, the biggest thing, cheap. Cheap. Yep. Case Keenum, cheap, 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 baby. I, uh, I'm going way left like I usually do. Uh, Josh Allen this week. I, I think you can play Josh Allen this week against a woeful Miami Dolphins defense. Josh Allen looked better than anything the Bills have had besides uh, <laughs> Barkley. Barkley maybe should have kept that job for a few more weeks, but I think Josh Allen, uh, with what he does with his legs and with his new-found uh, wide receiver friend, Mr. Foster, I-, I think that Josh Allen could have a week that could skate you by uh, if you don't like some of the matchups in the league this week. And there are a lot of uh, quarterback replacements this week. Blake Bortles is out for the Jags, not that you were starting him, but it looks like uh, Mitchell Trubisky uh, could have a week to sit as well. Uh, Andy Dalton's on IR. Uh, Joe Flacco's still not back, but Lamar Miller is a fine play. And on down the line and list, Mariota. I don't know if Mariota's playing this week. I didn't catch I know the he's injury report on that. And then you got Alex Smith out. I mean, there's and a lot Dalton of injuries. On, yeah, Dalton on IR, yeah. A lot of injuries in the league. So Josh Allen is a fine flyer to me. Uh, if you're looking for somebody to stream or if you just had one of those guys go out with injury, I think Josh Allen will be fine this week as my not-so-obvious QB play of the week. Really not so obvious, too. I mean, cheap, cheap, too. Flipping over to running backs, going to go with Philip Lindsay. Same thing you were saying, Arms. He's playing the Bengals, man. The Bengals like to They're the 30th-ranked rushing and passing uh, defense. Uh, both rushing, both passing. In uh in the NFL right now. Philip Lindsay. That's uh, one of your loves, I think, right? Yeah. I mean, we were talking a little while ago about wide receivers not giving you under 10 points. Again, it's Philip Lindsay. He's just doing it week in, week out. Philip, 
can uh, have this dance. <laughs> six touchdowns on the six touchdowns in thirteen games. Undrafted. Yeah. Eleven games. Eight. Basically a timeshare. Fifty-fifty chance of getting in the end zone. Ran right over that Rolls Royce Freeman. All all we need is about fifteen touches to get a you know, hundred yards. It's love. Gonna get you a few receptions. It's the Bengals. Yeah, They're terrible. That, that's the biggest thing. It's the Bengals. And he, he he, goes, he's going to get in the end zone this week. There's n- almost no doubt about it. He also goes by Philip, not Phil. <laughs> Phil. Any any NFL player, it's a proven fact, named Philip, who goes by Philip. Philip, you found it. <laughs> is a rock solid fantasy play. Like wow. Philip Dorsett. He you goes know, by Philip I Dorsett. swear to God, I was going to. I thought about Philip Dorsett on my drive home from work the other day. Because <laughs> Why? We, well, listen, like the beginning of the season, I've talked about it before. You always have that guy that you cut. And you're like, oh, God, I cut him. And, and week one, he blows up. Philip Dorsett did that. And then he went ahead and showed me why I cut him. Did nothing after that. But he just crossed my mind. Old Philip Dorsett did. He's... Oh, Philly, Philly. That might be the last time a fantasy podcast talks about Philip Dorsett. Oh, he's uh, officially in the bust category. He is uh, never to return. All right. Um, my not-so-obvious start of the week, Lamar Miller. Ooh. I know he had a good uh, good week last week. Um, a great week last and, week. And I, I mean, who expected him to do that? You know, 162 yards and a touchdown. Only Lamar's mother. Against the Titans. <laughs> uh, but the Browns have – they have a terrible rushing defense. I mean, they're getting torched on the ground pretty much every week. Um, Lamar Miller's actually had three 100-yard games and another game with 98 yards. He's gotten the end zone uh, three times this year, four times, uh, one in, in the air as well. But the Browns are just – they're susceptible to the run. Um, he's on a little bit of a, you know, he didn't get a huge workload, but he had a ton of production last week. I just like him to, you know, do not something that big, but get you around a hundred yards and possibly likely get in the end zone. I am so glad you guys left me my not so obvious running back start of the week. Your dude. Listen, it is time to sound the alarms. Frank Gore. Gus, the gummy gator Edwards is a starter. He is startable. Gus the Gummy Gator, 200-yard games in a row, and now they get the Falcons. Now they get the Falcons? Are Gus, you kidding me? Gus the Gummy Gator is going to run wild yeah, but all I mean, over Atlanta. He did play the Bengals and the Raiders back-to-back. And he plays Atlanta this week. What's your point? I mean, I guess Atlanta's rough as well, but man. Atlanta loves like, to be he, run on. He literally played the 32nd and 31st worst rushing defense. What's Atlanta, 30th? Italy, 24th. I mean, it's he's... markedly better than Oakland and Cincinnati. Throw you some gummy gator out there this week. Alex Collins is barely even practicing. He's no threat anymore. Ty Montgomery got a handful of carries and did good things with him. He's their pass catching back now. He finally showed up and played for his new team. But it did nothing to dent Gus the Gummy Gator. You can't. Have you ever tried to destroy a gummy worm or a gummy bear? You can't. You even chewing it up, you can't get it to completely go away. You swallow whole bits of gummy. Sadly, that's true. It's true. Gus the that Gummy Gator. He's Gus the Gummy Gator's not going away. You can chew him up at the line of scrimmage, but pieces are going to get through. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Gus the he, Gummy Gator. He, he just tempered the expectation. He does have an ankle issue. He was held out of practice today. So. I'm not worried about Gus the Gummy Gator. He's he's tougher than a gummy. 
Right. Hey, give you a, I'll give you a bonus little uh, bonus little nugget in the running back world. Uh, Marlon Mack, concussion, still hasn't practiced this week. Alert on name Hines. Name Hines. Yeah. That's another guy on this team. Anytime you call a guy on your team, you're getting staying, the smooth jazz. He's staying on Texas squad, though. But name Hines should be cheap. Should be an easy DFS play. They're pass catching back plugged into a full-time role against the Jaguars. Plug all it. Bit. Uh, with the playing time, he's put up big weeks this week, this year. So, hey, keep keep an alert on Naeem Hines and DFS. Naheem. No more no more jazz music. Just wide receivers, huh? Just wide receivers, baby. Unless unless you start talking about one of your guys. Like if uh, if I hear the word Dante and then Moncrief. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All right, that's enough. That's enough. Dante. Mm-mm-mm. All right, my my uh, not so obvious guy has been hot. Kenny the Snake, baby. Kenny oh, the Snake, Galladay. That guy you hated in the off season. <laughs> I didn't hate him. I just didn't. I, I didn't like him as much as some other guy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that clip. You All were right. you were passionately hating on Kenny the Snake Galladay in the off season. Because he had Golden Tate on his team. Yeah, I mean, he was the third receiver on his team. Uh, he was a starter. Uh, uh, he was a starter. All right, let me get back to Kenny Galladay. Ever since Golden Tate's been taken away from him, all he's done is go out and put you up 20-point games pretty much week in, week out, getting around 100 yards. Now he's going up against the Rams. You know the Rams are going to put up about 40-something against this uh, Detroit Lions defense. So you know Kenny Galladay is going to get the ball thrown his way. Not only do I think he has a good game, I think he blows up and has his best game this year. I think he gets seven receptions, 150 yards, gets in the end zone. You know why? Because he has to. They got to score some points at some point against the Rams. I need a new chair. I mean, they the Rams are very yeah. They get torched in the past. The only, in the past game, the only question is, you know, they did get a keep to lead back. And if he's going to be the one shadowing uh, Kenny Galladay, they don't have Marvin Jones to take away any of the coverage. He's out this week, I believe. And obviously Golden Tate's on a different team. So does Galladay – you've got to stop one stud. I've already made that mis- Yeah, I've already made that mistake. He was my sit of the week against the Bears when he was plugged into that full-time number one role against the Bears. And what did he do? He goes six for 78 and a touchdown and just made me eat my words on the, hit, on the sit. So I'm making him my hit of the week. I'll- okay. I like him as the hit of the week. I think he's a top five receiver this week. Honest to God. Man. I mean, I'm not going to give you a top five receiver, but I do think I'm going to give you a top 15. All right, top Uh, 10. Christian Kirk. He's had his ups and downs, but the fact of the matter is gaining a little bit of chemistry with – oh, help me out. I don't Josh know. Rosen. Josh Rosen. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> I could have said Sam Bradford. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, Sam. Josh Rosen. I wasn't sure he was starting there either. Well, the, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, it, more than anything, the Packers just, they're a bottom five pass defense in the league. They allow a ton of yards, they allow plenty of uh, touchdowns to the wide receiver. I just think he's going to have a good week, more so in the receptions and yardage. I'm not sure he gets in the end zone, but I think Christian Kirk's going to be a fine play this week. Well, there we go again. My guy falls right to me. I've told you time and time again throughout the season to to sit this guy. I'm not going to sit him this week. Amari Cooper, to me, is primed for another one of those big cowboy Amari Cooper games against the Saints offense that's going to... I don't know if they're necessarily going to put up a ton of points. I think on paper, this is a really good matchup. I think the Cowboys' defense can actually keep the Saints at just a productive level and not a, holy crap, the Saints are the kings of the NFL in scoring. 
But I still think the Cowboys are going to have to throw a lot in this game. I think Amari Cooper is going to have himself a good one to the tune of about 9 and 115 and 1. Woo! Woo! 25, 26 <laughs> points a game. I'll take that week in, week out. 9, one fifteen. Remember it. 9, one fifteen, and, and 1. As an Oakland Raiders fan, here's what I'm going to point out to you. Last two times he broke 100 yards. He We're followed with up with 3.7 <laughs> points and then two. Okay. With a different quarterback. I know. I'm, so, u- I'm know, usually I mean, that guy that's calling out that Amari Cooper is super inconsistent, and when he gives you a big one, sit him the next week. I think he has another big one before he has a slow one. I, I think he's finally found this is your typical change of scenery, restarting a career, rebooting a career. And Amari Cooper's now in the, the midst of a playoff hunt. I think he's the focal point of the passing game, and that's big to him. That's big to him week in, week out, man. He I definitely like has the upside. He he has the upside. He creates the separation. Man, it, it's just a, a good play. Amari Cooper is going to be a good receiver, flat out. Just for, not only this year, I mean, years to come. I, I just mean, wanted him to be so good for Oakland. Is it starting to become a case of the quarterback was holding Amari back? I think it is. I mean, could it be? It's, I, dude, I'm going to say it. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback. I always have. I, I think, listen, Carr. here's what I'm going to say. It, more than anything, the running game is just was non-existent in Oakland. You can say, oh, Marshawn was good. He's getting 60 yards a game. That's not good. You've got Zeke getting 125. Zeke's a stud. You have to account for him. They can play their base defense against Oakland and stop any running back they have. Anyone can. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. That's what hurt Amari Cooper's production in Oakland. It hurts Derek Carr because there's no worry of the running game. It's just like, all right, we'll just run nickel all the time. That's fine. Mm, all right, I got you. You want me to flip it over to tight end? Flip that tight end over. All right, I'm gonna. <laughs> what? Get... Why do you shake your head at me when I make really good analysis? Flip that tight end over. That's brilliant. We're flipping it over. I like it. I'm, I'm going to flip it. I'm also going to do something. I'm going to I'm going to do something a little different here. It's not a. I'm not going with the not so obvious. Sorry, not going with the segment exactly. But I'm just going to make a bold statement here. Gronk's back, man. I like Gronk the rest of the year. He's healthy. He showed it a little bit. A little more involved last week. I think he continues it. He is going to be a part of the. He's a major focal point of that office. When he's healthy, he has to be good. I don't hate it. Rob Gronkowski has to be good for the Patriots to be a contender this year. Bold statement with Tom Brady on the team, but I think they're going to make a a a, a calculated uh, calculated effort to get him involved in the passing game from here on out. He can, he's now very very playable. You no longer have to go. Man, it's Gronk, but I got another option. Just play Gronk. Just play Gronk the rest of the year. He's going to put up numbers for you. I tend to agree. I mean, we were. It's not like there was something the a change of scenery, a different quarterback, a different offensive scheme that's holding Gronk back. It was health. Just had to get healthy. He had to get healthy. Got healthy, and now he he's Gronk. He he's going to do what Gronk does, and that's bowl over three defensive backs to get in the end zone. Yeah. It. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to end that on. Is he got a little taste of the end zone last week? He liked it. He liked the Gronk Gronk spike. He's going to be a, a, a major red zone target from here on out. Expect him to throw some touchdowns every other week, but he's still going to get his targets and yards. He's Gronk. I'm he's going Gronk. to give he's you a, just a hot garbage play. A hot garbage play. But he's the guy's got upside, all right? He's just been absolute trash this year and hasn't found the end zone. Charles Clay, 
Remember okay. him? Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, he was pretty Something good. Something else I bit. have to mention. I, sorry to interrupt your Charles Clay pick, but I love when Arms' lead up brings him to that high pitch. Charles Clay. Charles Clay. Charles Clay. <laughs> okay. He does Anyhow. that lead up. Every play. Curtis Samuel. Curtis. Yeah, he, he was hurt a little bit. Uh, Charles Clay is playing against Dolphins. Who You mean uh, Charles Clay. Yeah. Anyhow, he's playing against <laughs> Dolphins who lead the league in touchdowns allowed to the tight end. Uh, Josh Allen's back. He looks like he's, you know, a, capable a, a better quarterback. quarterback than they've had. Um, you, so I, I think Charles Clay's going to have probably his high point of the year. I don't think he's going to get, you know, two touchdowns or 100 yards, but I do think he's going to squeak in the end zone and probably get you 60 or 70 yards. Say what you always say about rookie quarterbacks, too. No, they they love to use that tight end as security blanket. They gravitate to the the I mean, Charles Clay is is he's going to be the safety this, blanket. You know, a monstrous target, six foot five, two hundred fifty five pounds, just hover, you know, hunkered so down in the not, middle of the defense. Yeah, he doesn't need to be fast <laughs> to catch five balls. That's true. That's true. Man, I I can't support you on that. Charles Clay has been a forgotten man in Buffalo. The guy hasn't cleared 40 yards all season. He just said 60. He wasn't blowing him up. Uh, I'm, no, I, I, I don't even think he's getting 60. The guy hasn't got double-digit points at I, all. I know this is going to hurt, but the Dolphins suck at defense. <laughs> but the Bills have also played other sucky defenses, they, namely they, the Colts. They, they haven't played the Dolphins yet. <laughs> okay. They play him. This week in week 17. Hot garbage play of the week, Charles Clay. Well, go. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, never mind. Hey, it's, I will, lo- it's low percentage of ownership, especially in DFS. I will wait. Cameron Brait is my tight end uh, start of the week with O.J. Howard out for the season and the Panthers playing the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be struggling to put points on the board. And I do think that Cameron Brait is going to get in the end zone. And like we've said, tight end landscape, Cameron Brait, he scores, he's top 10. Did you have to say it? What? The tight end landscape. We almost got through a show without it. Almost. I couldn't let it happen. Okay. The tight end landscape is complete void. Right. Yeah, besides Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey and Eric Ebron, who and George put Kittle. up an egg. Kittle. Sorry. Kittle's a stud. I omitted the Kittle. Kittle down the middle. Ooh, yeah. It's not so obvious. Sits of the week. All right, my miss of the week. I'm going to give more a lot of good matchups out there for quarterbacks this week, whether they're mediocre quarterbacks or not. I mean, there's just some good matchups, especially among the, the elite ones. However, the one guy that's staring down the barrel of a bad matchup is Matt Ryan. Going up against the Baltimore Ravens defense, it's a complete defense. Now, Matt Ryan, we all know, he's forced to throw the ball. They have to. They have no running game. However, if you're playing DFS, steer away from him. Spend your money elsewhere. Go get your Case Keenum, a Dak Prescott, someone like that. Just not paying the price for Matt Ryan. Think he's going to have a little bit of a down week. Still going to be a good week for normal fantasy play, but just not for you're DFS. Not, you're not play. benching him in your dynasty league for Dak, Dak but, or Case but, Keenum. I mean, but you could spend the money elsewhere in DFS. Uh, probably similar production than on your, a top five quarterback like Matt Ryan has been this year. Just staying away from him strictly in a DFS matchup. Not much analysis there. Just going up against a good defense in the Ravens, who's hot right now. Right. On me? On you. Um, even if he plays, I'm I'm benching uh, Mitchell Trubisky this week. Um, he is day-to-day, so there's a chance he's going to suit up Sunday. 
the thing is, the Giants have been bad this year, but it's just not been against the past. Uh, They've only allowed, or excuse me, they've, they're tied for second fewest uh, passing touchdowns in the league this year. I mean, that's the defense, that's not their weakness, of all things. I mean, the, you can run on them, you know, you just can't pass. You just can't pass. You just can't pass. <laughs> now, they are tied to like six teams for for second, but still. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm excited about mine this week. I said last episode that the Browns were going on a run. I think that run continues. I'm not playing Deshaun Watson this week. Calling for a down game for Deshaun Watson. I think the Browns are going to brown, and what that means now is win three. And I think Baker is going to outshine Deshaun Watson this week, and I think you're going to see a couple picks of Deshaun Watson. No more Demarius Thomas touchdowns for week 13. The Browns are going to brown, and they're going to eke out a win over the Texans, who won't be able to get the passing game on track this Sunday. Wow. That's bold. It's That's bold. very bold. I mean, I like where the Browns are going, but but it's, it's a tough call. I mean, the one thing the Browns are doing are putting up points, man. I mean, yes, against the Bengals last week, they get up to 35 midway through the third quarter, but... Their defense hasn't looked that dominant, that great. Uh, borderline play, but uh, hey, I ain't going to down you on it, Barker. The defense is getting a little better, and Deshaun Watson has not exactly blown me away. He's only had one big, big game. Only one game over two touchdowns. That was against the Dolphins. Of course it Dolphins. was. Five <laughs> touchdowns on the Fins. But hasn't thrown for more than two touchdowns in any game, and I don't think it's going to happen against the Browns. All right. Rolling over. Hey, the Browns, do, I mean, their defensive backs aren't bad. I mean, now. I will say that. I Denzel mean, Ward's a great Ward, uh, Damaris Randall. I mean, they, they've got solid defensive backs. Screw it. Hailing from Cleveland, Ohio. Dude. With Baker, He's not on any of my teams. Baker Mayfield on the team. The Cleveland Browns are our love of the week. <laughs> oh, okay. Just my love of the week. Gotcha. I just gotcha. like them this week. I like them the rest of the season. Uh, Somebody give me some uh, running back, not love, but hate. I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, Kenyon Drake is going to be my sit of the week. I mean, hot not game. Kenyon. Hot, hot game last week, mainly through the air. Five receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Going up against the Bills. The Bills are somehow shortening games. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're shortening the game via the run, ball control offense. Not a great offense. But I'm going to go with Kenyon Drake, the super inconsistent Kenyon Drake. Uh, You just don't know who's going to be the man in Miami week in and week out. Plus, he's questionable. He's only limited right now. Not paying the price in DFS. And if I got him on my fantasy squad, I'm looking elsewhere this week. Stay away from Kenyon Drake. Darmsy. I'm going to go right against the grain on one of your loves of the week. Oh, and man. I'm, I'm sitting, if Marlon Mack plays, I'm sitting him. If not, I'm sitting Naheem Hines. Um, the Jaguars have allowed the third fewest rushing yards to running backs this season. Of As bad as they've been, it's just not against the run. They're just not scoring, and that's the reason they're getting beat by everybody. They're they're getting beat, you know, it, in the air. They're getting beat across the middle, but they're not allowing a ton of uh, rushing yards. And the the biggest difference for them is, man, they just can't score anything. Yeah, that's all. That's all they're losing. They're doing you know, well. seventeen to fourteen. I yeah. mean, 
they're giving up points to the quarterback. You can challenge the Jaguars through the air right now because they don't have a pass rush. It's no longer Saxonville. They're they're Correct. not a consistent pass rush, but they are getting it done. The linebackers are still decent. Miles Jack, not so good. The rest of the linebacking core is solid. They could shut down the run. The name Naeem Hines alert was just, if Marlon Mack doesn't play, Naeem Hines is a name to know if you can go get him cheap somewhere. I'm going to stay in that same game if you're done with Naeem Hines. Oh, I'm done. Staying in the same game. Uh, the Colts are going to be able to key in on that Jaguars running game. And if you were planning on playing either TJ Yeldon or Carlos Hyde, don't do it. Don't play TJ Yeldon. I've seen Yeldon called in a bunch of leagues or in a bunch of uh, groups, fantasy football groups like Yeldon, Yeldon, Fournette's out, play Yeldon. Don't play any of them. Darius Leonard's going to have his way with that whole Jacksonville offense, and the Colts are going to steamroll, steamroll. Dude, Darius Leonard is an ultimate neutralizer. I mean, they have nothing else to worry about on that on that Jaguars team. And if you can say, all right, Darius, just stop the running back. He's going to neutralize he, the stink in Jacksonville. Darius like Leonard's going to have a monstrous game. Sideline to sideline linebacker fills the right gap 99% of the time. He's just not giving up yards to the other team. Single-handedly not giving up yards to the, the opposing running back. I mean, the guy just gets to the ball carry, and he doesn't miss tackles. God, he's so good. But flipping over to wide receivers. Wide receiver, my guy that's been a, a nice little addition to your fantasy squad all Curtis year. Curtis Samuel? Nope, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett's been real good all year. The problem is this week, they're playing the Niners. Niners ain't great, but they're susceptible to the run. And what does Seattle like to do? Establish the run. They're the only team right around that 50-50 split between pass and rush. That means Tyler Lockett's not going to see a whole, whole lot of targets this game. When he does, when Tyler Lockett gets the ball thrown his way, he's converting them into catches, much like Michael Thomas does. I mean, the guy has a high catch percentage when it's around him. It's just they don't need to. The Seattle Seahawks are going to be able to run over the 49ers this game. Now, we don't know which running back's going to get 100 yards. But they like to establish the run. going to probably do it. Could be Mike Davis. <laughs> of course it could be. Could be, be Chris Carson. Uh, it could be Rashad Penny. I mean, is C.J. Procise still on the team? Maybe. It, it, it could be him. It, you never know. Could I, be Russell Wilson. They activated J.D. McKissick yesterday. <sighs> Could be J.D. McKissick. Could be J.D. McKissick. They could be keeping keeping the other guys healthy. I mean, mean, who knows? But I'm staying away from Tyler Lockett if I have another option in fantasy squad leagues and in DFS just not playing him. And he's coming off some good weeks. Yeah, no, I mean, he's looked good. He's he's really filled in that what you expected out of Doug Baldwin role. Yeah, it, not quite to the the elite yeah. Doug Baldwin production from years past, but but he's been a nice like I opened up with. He's been a nice find for your fantasy squad. I think he's going to give you a little letdown in in most most leagues last week of the regular season. Man, wrapping up and you get a dud out of Tyler Lockett could be the end of your run, buddy. That and I mean, David Moore, the the coming on of him over the past you know six weeks or seven weeks or so. I mean, David Moore's definitely the red zone threat. So, yeah, I'll I'll buy it. Um, This week, I'm actually going with the big name, not huge production this year, but I'm going to sit uh, T.Y. Hilton. Ty Hilton. I almost said Ty Hilton. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Sitting old Ty. The Jaguars, (laughs) they really only had to focus on stopping one stud in that passing game. And that's it. 
it's, it's, and that's all they got to do. It's T.Y. Hilton. Right. I mean, I, I think that uh, Ebron or whoever's playing, you know, at this point, I think Ebron's the only healthy tight end they've got. Um, but he, he'll be fine. But sit T.Y. Hilton. He's going to have a down game. Uh, last time they played, I want to say he only scored 10 uh, total fantasy points, which is it's kind of low for Tyree, or excuse me, T.Y. Hilton. So, um, yeah, and Jalen Ramsey's he's really, really good at football. Like you mentioned earlier, the Jaguars are losing low-scoring games. I think they're able to keep this one, frustrate uh, Andrew Luck, frustrate the running game particularly, and that's just going to take opportunities away from T.Y. Hilton overall. Much like I'm doing with, uh, much like I'm doing with Tyler Lockett, just kind of staying away from a low target game there is more go. or less what I'm projecting out of my guy. Much what you're seeing with Ty, he's going to be locked up on Jalen Ramsey the entire game, and that's a honestly that's a that's a win for Jalen Ramsey. Last time is a matchup, seven targets, three receptions. He got 77 yards, but he only caught the ball three times. Yeah, low target game, low target. I'm going to go with. My trap game of the week. I think the Patriots are in a trap game this week. The Vikings getting ready to go on a run. They're 6-4-1. They've done a little bit of improving as the season goes on. I think the Vikings are going to expose the Patriots for the just slightly above average team that they are this season. And I think that they are going to shut down the Patriots to the tune of only Gronk and Edelman being your wide receiver threats. I don't like Josh Gordon this week. I think he's been okay in the in recent weeks, but I don't think he's startable this week. I'm sitting Josh Gordon and what I expect to be a Vikings control the clock uh, with the short passing game to Thielen. I was going to say, that even if they can't run, like the efficiency of Thielen is just insane. And Diggs. Diggs isn't just a deep threat. He's a peppered target right in the soft spots of the neutral zone. I just I don't like Josh Gordon. I don't think the Patriots can hang with the Vikings this week. I don't like Gordon at all. I'm thinking four for 50, and if you're happy with that, go ahead and start him, but I'm not crowning him. Not crowning his ass. Oh, man, the language. Man, you really got me excited uh, to say Josh Gordon. I don't even have him. I don't even have him. I've got him in one league. I'll tell you, I'll sit Josh Gordon if I had him on a squad just because of your opening. There. You're welcome. All right. Jumping over to tight ends, going to round it off with uh, the guy that's been my sit of the week for the past few weeks, and he has not disappointed me, Jimmy Graham. Hadn't done Who? nothing for you. Hasn't done nothing for you. He, he ain't done nothing. He was looking like Jimmy Grant, maybe not Jimmy Graham old, but looking like a valuable tight end asset. And then over the past four weeks, or three weeks, he's got four receptions. Going up against the cards, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to get it done with Devontae and team, not Jimmy Graham. He's just on a slow streak, and, and he's limited at practice. He's aging. He's hurt. Not involved. Don't play Jimmy Graham. Go find an Alex Mokali or someone else. I'm going to go in front. I'm going to go in front of you this time, Arms. My tight end sit of the week. Do not listen to my colleague to the left. Do not play Charles Clay. (laughs) Don't do that. You could go out and grab an Irish mafia tight end, a James O'Shaughnessy, a Nick O'Leary, and they're going to give you more (laughs) than what Charles Clay is this week. (laughs) Do not become just like Creed and go out and put out a crap album like Clay or whatever it was called. People of Clay, I don't remember that Chuck Clay, not a Chuck Clay fan. I don't know. Just don't. Don't play Charles Clay. Go grab you some Irish Love or some Cameron Brait or whoever the Broncos are starting after Jeff Huberman went out. Don't start. <laughs> don't start Charles Clay. 
Don't do it. It's a not so obvious start. It's <laughs> not so obvious. Yeah, but the word starts in there, and I don't start. Well, you're not going to Charles pick. Clay. Uh, there's not a lot of guys available in a freaking waiver wire right now. Hey. I, I start Mo Alley Cox all day over Charles Clay. So I'll, I'll be the mediator here. Uh, I, I'm going to give the win to Arms because it was not an obvious start, and but you're right because. It's just you're not right in the segment because it's, I'll start not, it, it's pretty obvious that you don't start on Charles Clay. There you go. <laughs> it's it's fairly obvious. Listen to Bark, even though he's wrong in the segment, but I'll, I'll give Arms the win because he at least stretched. Anytime you're trying to point our listeners to start Charles Clay. You're doing some fantasy yoga over there. Wrong. <laughs> fantasy <laughs> yoga. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm saying, if you don't have a better option, there is a million better options on the waiver wire. <laughs> Jermaine Gresham is out there. He's over there in Downward Dog, stretching, <laughs> stretching for Charles oh, Clay. Oh man, God! Evan Ingram's probably going to be out. Who's that? Red Ellison? Is he out or Red Ellison? Red Ellison's going to get some play yeah, time. Yeah, play him over Charles Clay. He's going to get some snap count this week. I like I, I would love to defend my stance, but there's I mean it was a stretch to to say it. I, I mean, <laughs> okay, I, I don't think you can name a tight end that I would say to start Charles Clay over. You can try, like if you if you can think of a tight end. I feel Nick, like his tight end sit of the week is going to be a more playable. Player. It is. <laughs> it probably is actually. Oh, start Nick Vanette for the love of God. You know who my sit of the week is? Who? Not Nick Vanette. It's actually going to be Chris Herndon. <laughs> I would. I, I very would, playable. I, I would. I would hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm just saying. Don't expect. This is more of a DFS type thing. He's actually had a good run since about week six. Um, had three touchdowns in that time frame, and you know, basically kept you over seven points the entire time. The Titans are bad. Just as a group, they're bad. Um, the Titans still the best defense against tight ends in the league. I'm gonna give he's, you a, he's not gonna allow they're not gonna allow him into the end zone. I'm gonna give you a secret of the show. Anytime Arms tells you to start anyone and follows it up with as a DFS play. As a DFS play. It's called hedging a bet. Don't listen to him. <laughs> that the as a DFS play is a cop to being wrong. Like but no, I meant it's a DFS play. Okay. Just busting your balls, Irishman. I mean, whenever Chad says sit Matt Ryan in your backups as case, a DFS, if player. I had if, in, your, in your backups Case Keenum, are you really sitting Matt Ryan? If I had, no, you're I, go, you're going to say, all right, I'm going to start Matt Ryan because I have to because if I don't, I look like an idiot. I made that clear. If I had to take one of you guys' advice, I would sit Matt Ryan before I would start Charles Clay. <laughs> Listen, here here's what I'm gonna say. I would probably the combination, sit Patty Mahomes. The combination of Matt Charles Ryan Clay. and Charles Clay are gonna be higher than who was yours? I don't know. I don't even know. Who who tied in? Who's your quarterback that you're uh, sitting? Sitting Matt Ryan. Or never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so confused. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying he's. Uh, Could have at the, least gave the, me some John the, the Dolphins suck. The, I think John John probably a okay. starter for oh, you every week okay. right now. Okay, Miami sucks. Okay, I'll take start Jason Croom for the Buffalo Bills tight end. Jason Croom over Ball. Charles Clay. Okay. And then then start him. <laughs> crown his ass. Just crown him. Start his ass. Oh, uh, bring us home. Hold on a second. You, nobody has any DF or IDP? Oh, man. Threw me way off of the <laughs> Charles Clay thing. 
Oh, Lord. Throw some IDP out there, big guy. All right. Um, Bring it home, arms. Start of the week. So I'm going to give you two at linebacker. Our Darius Taylor. It's Quan Alexander's replacement. Um, just it's a run first, run often game plan for Carolina. I mean, you got Cam, you got CMC. Our, da- our Darius Taylor is going to have the biggest game of the year for him so far. He hasn't been great. He's been okay. And I'm also going to start Khalil Mack. I normally don't condone the, uh, the sack guys playing linebacker, but Eli, God, he gets sacked more than anybody. He just He's going down. He's probably going down twice to Khalil Mack, and that's enough to make your week. Um, Justin Evans at safety for Tampa Bay, staying in the same game as uh, our Darius Taylor. He looks like he's going to be back, and when he's on the field, he's 10 points a game safety. I mean, that's solid safety production. Um, defensive ends, starting Cam Jordan. Uh, great week last week, but, you know, it's like six points. He's, he's allowed six points one time since week three. Dak gets sacked almost as much as Eli does. And I'm sitting Demarcus Lawrence, solid season, but Drew Brees is ultra gets efficient. The, gets rid of the football quick. He is. He's the least. He's out of any quarterback to start all the games. He's got sacked the least. Don't forget Joey Bosa is back, and he came back in a good way. Had a big game. Not trying to point out the obvious. Just don't forget about him. He's in there. Don't forget about to hear Whitehead. Tahir Whitehead is on a second half of the season tear. He was your number one overall linebacker last week, and he has filled a role for that Oakland defense that they needed as the tackle machine. Tackling machine. Tackle, desperately. Tack, desperately tack, tackling needed. fuel. Tackling fuel. Zach Cunningham, also back from injury. Don't forget about him because he is back with a vengeance. He's going to be a fine play for the rest of the season. And uh, as we've been saying all season long, Leighton Vander Esch, it's not going away anytime soon. Don't try to get cute and sit in because you think Sean Lee's going to come back in and take over. It's not happening. It's Vanderesh season. I ain't got anybody. If you give, if I'm, you want to sit, if you want to sit, Nigel Branham, uh, dislocated thumb, probably going to be playing with the club on his hand. He's going to play, but his, his number, he's been a solid linebacker all all year long. Yeah, it's harder probably to tackle someone when you don't have your fingers available. Straight up, he's going to have a club on his hand. Going up against a good Washington run game, though, where he should have opportunities. Which outro music do you want? The original or? I like a little smooth jazz. Or do you want a little bit of this? Is this Yanni? Baby, baby. All right. Don't start Charles Clay. <laughs> He'll ruin your day. You. you know I'm going to watch that Bills You'll game. You'll lose week the 13. Every, every time he catches the ball, both times, I'm going to be like, Charles Clay, baby. Charles Clay. You'll Don't be waiting. play Charles Clay. Ruin week 13. And you'll miss base, the playoffs. Base my whole season. We didn't get all the way to week 13 for this. <laughs> Talk about on Charles a, Clay. On an arm's hit. You know he's gonna miss. But wait, it's DFS. <laughs> Well, uh, good night, everybody. Hey, can we talk about it on the next show whenever I hit? Are, are you going to be like, oh, no. Give me I promise you. I promise you. God is my witness. Jesus, I know it was a mistake making Charles Clay, but listen, if he actually hits on this, we'll devote five whole minutes to the next show. I, I'm going to gonna the be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I won't have five minutes to devote to his two catches and a touchdown. <laughs>
<sighs> I I just we'll do it. We'll talk about it. Thanks, guys. Barks out. Good night. Peace. Here's another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. Subliminal message. Start Charles Clay. (laughs) Nobody listens to that point. (laughs) 